Welcome to more. Ladies, this podcast is for you. How often do you dream of the life you want, but are waiting for someone to give you permission? This podcast is about empowering women in getting off the floor and blasting through the ceiling personally and professionally. Asking for more with confidence, assurance, and success without doubt getting in the way. Tracy will help you so you can build the muscle which will change your relationship with money, attention, time, love, career, and really anywhere else you are settling and saying yes to less, but really wanting and deserving more. Welcome to more. Here's Tracy Crossley. Welcome. Woohoo! I'm so excited. This is more ask for what you want. And this is my passion project. I love, love talking about this because I'm number one, a woman. And number two, I feel that we really do struggle to ask for more, to believe we deserve more, to believe that anybody wants to give us more without us trying too hard or doing things that don't feel good. So today, I'm starting off with women and the issue with the money that you earn, right? And I'm going to cover this again in different formats, but I need to start somewhere with this because it's such a big topic. So basically what the focus is of this episode, women mentally need to get over their hesitation around asking for money on the job and start focusing on earning what they deserve. That means you what you deserve. I don't care what you do for a living. I work with clients who do all sorts of things for a living, meaning all different levels of, let's say, success, right? Or it looks like outward success. But many of my clients work their asses off to do this. And I mean, working their asses off. I had a client tell me recently that she had worked a 24-hour day. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've been through it all financially. I have not had any money at times. And at other times, I've had more than enough. My life has not been a straight road. And if you've listened to my other podcast, you know all about it, along with my romantic issues. Those were not just my only issue. Nope. My never good enough feeling was at work. Oh, you like me? Then I'm going to like you too. (laughs) And I'm going to work for you. Even if you're a jerk but you like me and you've selected me. So that must mean something. I will do what you want because who knows if anyone is ever going to want me. Yeah. I mean, this stuff was in my personal life and also in my professional life. I always was afraid to ask for more money back then. Even though at times I did, I also never saw the glass ceiling as applying to me, but it did. My problem was that I felt unimportant to myself. I felt like I could just be tossed out if I did not overperform. So I believed I provided no value and at times was so stressed out about it that I made up work for me to do. Literally, have you ever done that? Where you make up projects to do? When I was in management, my last two management jobs, I was a regional director for four offices uh, for this business that I forgot how many they had. I think they had like 17 offices uh, in the United States. And so I was in charge of four of them. And then my next job was I was a vice president at an ad agency. And what's hilarious is that in both jobs, I felt like I didn't have enough to do. 
Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I need to give myself more to do. So I felt like I was earning my paycheck. Yes, I did. I would sit in my office and come up with things to do that were just busy work. But then I felt better about myself doing that. On the other hand, I was also kind of bitchy. I was so afraid of people who were reporting to me screwing up. Why? Because then it would make me look bad. And then I would want to do their job for them, right? Which, of course, I didn't want to do because that would make me angry. But it was just, that's how I felt. And so I would drill away at someone when they made a mistake, if they took no responsibility for it. Like literally the dog ate the homework thing never worked for me because of how fearful I was that I would be seen as a bad manager of sorts. So I felt like I would be found out sooner or later, right? And we'll be talking about imposter syndrome and money and asking for more and literally in other episodes. So don't worry, we're covering it all, okay? But there were times when I was not earning enough. And when I was under earning for the job that I was doing and felt it must be deserved, but I was waiting for somebody to tell me it was deserved. I wasn't forthcoming with, hey, give me a promotion. I was more forthcoming with, please don't fire me. I never said that, but that was I, the feeling I had. Oh, they're going to fire me sooner or later. See, I was one of those people, and this is one of the things I always tell people, I didn't get my bachelor's degree until I was out of the corporate world, okay? I did not, and I climbed the ranks. I had a six-figure job, two of them, three of them, okay? So that is a bunch of cock-a-poo-poo when people tell you that, all right? So anyways, just sharing that. Um, the thing is, though, I felt sooner or later I, again, would be found out, and so... I was often under earning. I remember one of the positions I had, I worked my rear end off and I did deserve more money, but I didn't ask for it because I almost felt like they were doing me a favor by having me employed there, which was ridiculous. But I overperformed on everything. And I would always compare myself to other people. Always, 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 what did I not do right? Especially when I didn't have a degree. And there, I worked at one place. I was the director of marketing for this one company. And... Everybody had a degree, like as in master degrees and PhDs. And I didn't even have my bachelor's. <laughs> That's when I started to get my bachelor's. I'm like, maybe I should get my bachelor's degree. Anyway, and I got hired over two MBA candidates. But I can say that, but I never felt like that was an accomplishment. It never felt good because I always felt, again, that I was doing someone a favor. And, and it's funny because I basically took a pay cut to take that job. And so that's what I'm saying. Like I would take things that were not good for me and it was silly. It was silly because it never brought me what I wanted. It never did. So anyway, I just want to share that. Uh, you know, for most of us though, we're, we're not looking at it that way, right? We're just looking at it like I need a job. Give me a job. Pay me. Cool right? So here's a st statistic for you. It's painful. In the U.S., women make up 50.8% of society, and that is according to the census. So we women have trouble asking for money. We often wait for permission or as though we have to prove ourselves. In fact, we may feel our feelings about what we deserve don't matter unless someone else validates them. So women are brought up to be good, 
Most are brought up to take care of others. Did I do a good enough job? Am I okay? This is how a woman has gotten validation in the mo- for the most part, totally. The idea of putting everyone before you and you come last makes it hard to believe someone else will find value in you. It's just a feeling though. And that feeling of never getting there and needing someone else to say yes to you is a bummer because it can keep you totally stuck for, you know, ages. It can, you can be stuck your whole work life. So we go into, oh, you want to pay me less than the guy over there in the corner office? Okay, I'll do that because I'm a nice girl or I want to make sure that everyone else is okay or I'm afraid they're going to find out and I'm just not worth it even if I have 50 years of education in my back pocket. Please give me the money and at least pay me. How many, you know, of you guys do things for free? Yeah, or barter. That was my favorite. The fear of nothing. See, scarcity is always there. And as a woman, we do that. So what's this? What's the problem with this? What is the problem? As long as you're earning a paycheck, as long as someone is paying you, what's the problem with that? Isn't that okay? Well, here's another statistic for you. In the world of media, there are many statistics which suck. <laughs> so women are still underrepresented by 75% in the mass media compared to men. They make up 19% of experts in news stories and only 37% of reporters. I didn't know that. I did not know that. And I found that statistic when I was actually doing research and I was just blown away. I thought, oh my God, how can that possibly be? But it's true. And we feel, again, accepting less because there may not be more for us is a good idea. Why? What is the fear of loss? Because that is really the problem. We're underrepresented in many places. Many industries show that women are not even, we're not on even ground with men in the upper echelon of most industries. Women still average 79 cents on the dollar that men do. So we have the glass ceiling still in effect. And I had come across this concept. It's about, it's called sticky floors. Okay. And that's the pattern where women are compared to men less likely to start climbing the job ladder because of other obligations or because they don't believe that they can do it. Yeah, and that is a problem. That's a problem that starts inside of each woman. Like what in the hell are we setting ourselves up for when it comes to asking for more? It feels like shit for most of us and so we may suck it up and we might try harder. We may just feel that we're always watched and better not make a mistake. Otherwise we may hit our pocketbooks in an unpleasant way, right? Oh my God, I can't lose my job, I can't handle this. I was one of those people. When I got laid off at the beginning of 2008, right before I started this coaching business, I was losing my shit, okay? I had climbed out of a hellhole financially because of things that had happened before that that, of course, came from my lack of value. And so I had no bills and I was saving money and I was, I mean, I was just in such a great place. And then it went to poo-poo. And that freaked me out. And that was something really hard to work through was I had to hold on to things if they came my way financially. Like I remember at one point before that, when I had nothing, a friend of mine offered to pay me 20 bucks an hour to help her file stuff. I was so grateful. But again, because I didn't have the value, I never went, I went big, but I didn't go bigger. It held me back financially always. 
Oh, I, I, if you just give me the title, I'll be okay. You don't need to pay me a lot of money. I mean, there is just so many stories, right? So this is the problem most of us have. We're afraid. We're afraid that we are nothing and having nothing and not just saying okay to the breadcrumbs we're offered that make us suffer because we're afraid we're going to be homeless and unable to afford our basic needs and have them met. So these are the beliefs which are including scarcity and how you were told to be as a girl. Most of us were raised to take care of others. Yeah, I got to take care of other people. And if they're happy, then I'll be happy. But if they're not happy, then I can't be happy. I mean, this was ridiculous, right? So we have these beliefs and they include scarcity and you don't want to not be the girl, but then maybe you act like a guy. Maybe you don't know how to be in feminine empowerment, right? Most of us don't. So this is something you learn. So being perfect and over-excelling does not make women happy. And even if you're successful, there's a lack of fulfillment because you're always striving. You're never enjoying. And so we don't feel it because we still have to perform more to get money that we feel someone is giving us. I don't want to say out of pity because it's not that it's out of pity, but there's just a feeling of I don't deserve and therefore it's going to be proven in how somebody pays me. All right. So on this podcast, we call it a wake up statement instead of a call to action. Here's your wake up statement. Stop resisting your negative beliefs and your conditioning. Surrender to it and then focus on more. Yeah, having more. Hello, having more. Solution. What is the solution to this? This is hard for women. You have to take risks and it does come down to taking actions because that's the only way things are going to change. Thoughts change nothing. You can think all you want. You can wish all you want. It changes nothing. You have to take small risks and starting with things that perhaps you don't go over the top. Maybe you do enough to do a job well, but you stop with the over-pleasing and over-effort in 24-hour days. Instead, you give enough. You do enough. So you feel good with what you've done, but you're not trying to prove something. Okay? I understand when there's competition going up the ladder, but when you give quality over quantity, it does make a difference. If you stand behind it and have confidence in your quality, it makes a difference all the time. So you can say things like, no, I can't take on that project, especially if your plate is already full and somebody is trying to slough it off on you. This happens to a lot of women, right? Oh, I don't feel like doing that. And, and so they know that you're going to be the one to take on that project or you're going to be the one to clean up after them. And you have a lot of resentment towards that coworker. You have a lot of resentment towards that person. Well, you want to stop doing that because it's not going to help you. So the thing is, is that you have to have boundaries with yourself. And that is a risk. And I always suggest bite-sized pieces. If you're in a competitive field and you believe you need to do more, it can be really difficult to find, well, where can I scale it back? Design what you want in your life. What do you want your life to look like? Then you have to start making choices that line up to that. If you see yourself working four days a week and earning $500,000 a year, great. Guess what? You need to design your life to look like that. You have to take the small risks that come with it, okay? So you actually do not need to do more. You just need to be well within your boundaries of your title and your responsibilities. We do not get promoted because we work 100 hours a week. Just no, you don't. 
you would get promoted for the quality of what you give, right? And stand behind. So oftentimes we think it's just showing up and looking busy, but it's not. And I'm not saying that you're doing that. I'm just saying a lot of us have these warped ideas about what we're supposed to do. If you work 100 hours a week, I can guarantee not all of those hours are good because you're permanently exhausted. So how much quality are you able to really give? So many women will say, I know, but what if nothing else comes along and I risk being fired or looked over for a promotion? Or again, this is a good opportunity for me to work my way up by competing and stampeding. Or better excuse, I'm waiting to have a husband who earns more than I do, so I don't have to worry. Or better yet, I do have a husband who earns more than me. Wow. Woo! All those stories, right? These stories need to be challenged and you need to find the inner muscle of confidence. It only comes from doing what you believe you cannot or what you believe you are owed. What do you right now know that you can actually do that would be slightly scary and yet you're capable of? I want you to do it and I want you to write me and tell me what it is or go wherever you find me on social media. Like I said, I have a Facebook page and put it there wherever. So wherever it is, put it there, okay? Scarcity is what you're working with here. You believe there's not enough for you, and so you must feel the feelings of scarcity. You do not want to deny them, okay? This is the thing. Get out of denial with yourself. You've got to be real with yourself. This is part of the solution. If you are not being real with yourself, you're not going to get through this. You have to be real with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't blame other people. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Yes, I want empowerment for you women. I really do. So you have to do that. And you may think certain things don't matter, as in if there's not enough money, why not, you know, enough money for me? Why is there not enough money for you? Why are you different? Why is it that you shouldn't be given equal opportunity? Like look inside of yourself to where you have that story, okay? Not outside, inside. Because you have to know your inner motivation. So when you're in a meeting, why not say what you want to say instead of holding back in that meeting? Why not share truth? Not sharing to impress, by the way, but sharing truth. When I share truth, it opens opportunities for me. Even if it doesn't look like it at the time, it will always open opportunities for you because you're becoming more you, which means you're becoming more confident. The more you that you are is real confidence. There's a different confidence we get through our skills and our talents, but the real you, who you are, that can withstand anything once you connect to her, okay? So you want to, and even if people give you pushback, it's their insecurities, not yours, or their excuses. Oh, we don't have enough money, or we can't do this or that. Really? Then I'm going to work towards what I'm earning now, and I'm going to look for something else. I'm not saying you have to say that part out loud, but I'm saying you have to make the plan for your goal. What do you want? And if you're relying on other people to get you there, you need to look at why. Why am I relying on other people to get me there? I'm going to get me there just by my boundaries of how I'm going to treat myself and the risks I'm going to take and the openness I have. So lastly, um, as far as the solution goes, as much as we victimize ourselves to men, it's not about that. It's not about that. It can't be because if we're victims to men and we say that, then we're powerless. This is all about being empowered. And you want to be empowered and happy and make a difference in your own life. But competing with them or blaming them doesn't make you happy. You want to look at your own beliefs about how you see yourself and how you see your possibilities and how you see the world. And you want to check it out and go, <clears throat> does this work for me? 
Am I getting what I want? Am I happy here? So you want to look at your beliefs because it's really about looking at how you don't ask for more because of what you believe. You don't ask for more anywhere, right? Whether it's the job, the money, the deal, the love. So whatever it is, it's you're waiting for somebody to say to you, you can have that. You have to take the bull by the horns and you got to say, I can have that. So I want to hear from you where you're going to do that. I want to know, how are you going to do that in your life? I've had to do it and I still do it all the time. It's the only way to go. All right, wake up statement again. Stop resisting your negative beliefs and your conditioning. Surrender to it and then focus on more. And the reason that's a wake up statement is most of us struggle with getting rid of our negative beliefs and our conditioning, like trying to overperform or be perfect or what have you. I'm just saying you don't need to do that, okay? You really just need to accept yourself. Okay, I'm the way I am. Okay. So you have a right to empowerment. You will never know your true power staying silent or choking back your words of truth. Take a small risk each day, feel the fear, and keep moving. Yes. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. So thanks for listening to this first episode. I will be back with more and I will also be including guests on here from time to time about all things for women to ask for more. Your voice needs to be heard, not as a complaint, but as wisdom. I'm going to repeat that. Your voice needs to be heard, not as a complaint, but as wisdom. If you want to find me anywhere, you can find me uh, by looking up Tracy Crossley and you will find my website and you will find me on social media and all that good stuff. So you guys all take care. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To find out more about Tracy and her programs, please visit tracycrossley.com or reach out to Tracy at happiness at tracycrossley.com to book a discovery session. And thanks again for listening.